John, John, what are we going to do? Someone's out there. What? I, I don't know. I, I can't see who it is. Maybe we're in danger. Oh, here, here. Take these boards and okay. the nails. Well, what right, do just, I do with these? Just start hammering. Just start hammering. We're going to put it under the window just in case they come through that way. Okay, that could work. Uh, what else can we do? Um, axe. Do you have an axe? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get an axe. Let's hang it above the door. So if it opens the door, it swings and hits him in the face. Oh, that's a good idea. And uh, what else should we do? And take this. Take this slingshot uh-huh. and these marbles, and it'll be fine. Just take it. And, and shoot the marbles at the guy? Yep, right at his chest. Okay, uh, anything else we should do? And I've got, okay, my dad just did the driveway, and I have this tar, and I ripped open this uh, pillowcase so we can use the feathers, and I put this fan right here so when he comes through the door and the axe hits him in the head and we hit him in the face with the marbles, and then we're going to throw tar on him and feathers. All right, and then, you're just reciting things that happened in Home Alone. Yeah, it's fine. It's, I've got these matchbox cars. We're going to put them all over the floor, so, so we're, we're going to be fine. Ugh, we'll be okay. We're going to die. he's gone okay i'm gonna open the door and watch the axe watch the axe oh my god it's, it's some kind of package what could it be oh it's my copy of your next on blu-ray Sweet. oh okay thanks ups hi and welcome to the terror test i'm eric and i'm john as fans of horror our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories production monster quality and scare factor to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon In this podcast, we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready? And begin. Okay, well, Eric, we have reached the end of the ABCs of Terror. Yeah, it's the the death knell of the ABCs. Yes, Um, so this this time we're um, on Y and Z, and so... Let's get started with Y, which is for your next. next. Uh, that was released in 2011, um, directed by Adam Wingard, uh, written by Simon Barrett, starring A.J. Bowen as Crispin, Charney Vincent as Aaron, Joe Swanberg as Drake, Ty West as Tariq. Yeah. And a whole lot of other people, too. Yeah. Big cast. <laughs> there is a big cast. Um so let's start with production. The film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. Okay, so what do you think about this one? Um, it's a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, you know, every home invasion movie seems to follow some kind of formula. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is, is kind of reminiscent of me um, with the, like... The first half of the invitation, you know, mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. dinner party, um, mixed with some of the strangers, um, and maybe a little bit of um, funny games, like at the beginning with the neighbors, like you see what happens to the neighbors. Yeah, you start with the neighbor thing, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm 
usually not a fan of the like the intro to movies where it's like title card like in the movie that you're next uh-huh. like, painted in yeah. blood on there but i liked it i think it's it fun. looked great i think it's fun it's it's creepy enough i mean you're already in the beginning of this movie creeped out by how how young that girl is and how old and disgusting the yeah. guy is <laughs> that was the first thing that because kristen I'm glad that's with explained me. yeah yeah you're like what is that guy yeah. doing with that girl um so there's already like the creep factor there yeah i think <clears throat> the whole beginning is is set up pretty well because then after after that sequence you go to um you, you go to the couple driving by the house mm-hmm. saying that's when we find out oh he's with the student he left his wife mm-hmm. um and we go back to the house later well one of the characters mm-hmm. does seeking help but of course they're dead right and so there's kind of that switch there's like it wasn't this house you should worry about yeah um and actually that beginning got me thinking um we need to go through and take an inventory of all the horror movies that start out with a zoomed out follow of a car on a road hmm <laughs> thinking the shining yeah um this movie the omen uh, i mean seriously I like go through wolf creek has some like yep road trip yep yeah I, 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 it's that shot where it's mm-hmm. the overhead shot of a car on a road oh and then of course funny games too yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to go through because wow um but yeah. that got me think but it, it doesn't last that long so, and it's not a long drive for these people. right <laughs> but it's you know the classic like driving to the isolated house in the woods yes yeah and i think i mean adam winger is obviously uh, a huge fan of horror mm-hmm. he's done lots of movies mm-hmm. um and i think this is kind of i don't know like his um I don't even want to say homage, but I think it's a love letter to these types of movies, specifically with the home invasion. But the type, I mean, as we go on uh, into the other categories, like I'll just talk about, like there's some really nice touches in this movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like that make it stand out and it's a little bit more modern take of it. Yeah, I think um, you can just, you you can really tell how much of a horror fan um, he is with his, um screenwriting partner simon barrett, simon barrett yeah who they, they collaborate a lot yeah um they know all the, all the tricks of previous home invasion movies mm-hmm. and so i think they do just enough to make it feel different it feel, this is know? very fresh this movie even this is a second watch for me and it made me appreciate some of those choices a little bit more yeah yeah so it it was surprising and and i think it kept the suspense going mm-hmm. um pretty much throughout yeah um although i will say that this movie probably could have done with like three fewer characters you know yeah that, just, i mean so, some of them are literally disposable yeah <laughs> there's just a body yeah it's almost like they thought of the kills first and mm-hmm. then worked backwards from there mm-hmm. um because i would have liked to have more character moments mm-hmm. early on um you get like there's a conflict between brothers and um and that but it's you know comparing it to the invitation which of course came after this mm-hmm. movie 
Um, I felt like that movie really captured how, like, the personality of everyone and how yeah. they relate to one another really well. And I just don't think that this one was as successful with it's, that. They're in a rush to get it out of the way. It's like you have to learn everything you need to know about the characters from basically how they greet their mom. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, you know, how they interact at the at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have to it. catch those lines like, you're my brother or something or like that. Confusing. Or, yeah. or you have no idea who these people are. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I feel like that is rushed. One thing with cinematography that I noticed, and this is more in comparison to zombie when it comes to, I mean, with how the violence and the gore is portrayed, and that's mm-hmm. what zombie got me thinking of a lot. I mean, Fulci classic move, zoom yeah. in, get it in your face, like mm-hmm. I'm going to show you the gore. This one, it's like it does the cuts away from the violence, but then you have sort of that image of, like you said, they thought of the kills ahead mm-hmm. of time, and each one is you know its own thing it's yeah. not just a bunch of throat slitting it's <laughs> yeah it's... stab you with the screwdriver blender on your head like each one and it escalates it builds mm-hmm. i feel like there's a good pace yeah i feel like it's um it's like the texas chainsaw massacre yeah and that year you know you see leatherface you know putting the girl on the hook you don't actually see yep. the hook going through and so you get like these yeah brief glimpses of the violence but they do leave a lot to the imagination it cuts yeah which i think is is well done that's something i like about texas chainsaw massacre and that's something i like about this movie is that it not only cuts away from the violence so for example when um they take the i think it's the axe to the girl's head like one of the invaders Uh yeah um you know you see the axe come down you hear the squish sound and i i watched this on like a lower volume with the sub uh with the cl- uh, with the captions mm-hmm. on um because my three-year-old was sleeping while mm-hmm. i was watching it and i didn't want the screams waker but um it, it, the line that it kept using is flesh squelching <laughs> was the caption a, a lot in this movie word flesh squelching a lot of squelching flesh um so it'd be the sound it would cut away but then you get to see the axe in the head mm-hmm. after and I yeah. feel like that was continuous. It's like she sticks the blender on the guy's head, turns it on. Mm-hmm. You don't see it on, but then you see it at the end. With yeah. The, like the aftermath. Yeah. So, so I, I think I all like of that. that was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my really only issue with, with production is, is the characters. Um, it felt a little convenient to have a character be a survivalist. And not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stretch believability and then also relatability too because yeah. after you learn that there's really no one to relate to because like everyone else is a killer and so yeah like by the second half of the movie there's there's really no one that you can put yourself in their shoes yeah uh i didn't mind that as much because i feel like in the introduction it sets up that this is going to be like a fast-paced roller coaster Mm -hmm. um like we're not here for backstories like it's here for the slasher part of it and i i even though i didn't necessarily empathize with um with our main character i was still rooting for her at the end like you go yeah i was i'm still gonna give it a point yeah um Um, 
I think it's a well-made movie. Yeah, so. I'm gonna give it a point too. This is actually one of my favorite winger movies. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so too. We've done so far. Keep making them. He's yeah. gonna make a Godzilla movie, I think. Oh, is he? I think so. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's but, move on to monster quality. Monster quality. The film's monsters are frightening, clearly relate to archetypal fears, and have depth. So, I mean, we have the invaders. We have the invaders. Um, and it's revealed that, you know, they are connected to the family. Mm-hmm. So it's two of the brothers want to make it look like the family died in a home invasion um classic motive yeah get mama's money (laughs) yeah dad's money i guess it's it's very simple but i don't know i i mean i i just finished watching the movie i'm not sure if it works for me or not what do you think it 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 does feel it's kind of weak um it's especially for how the youngest brother reacts to seeing his father killed in front of them he does have a reaction. He's like, why did you do that in front of me? Um, but it's just, I think maybe going back to what you were saying before, like the believability and the connection you can make mm-hmm. to the characters, it's hard to understand, like, how did you get to this point where you yeah. are that greedy mm-hmm. and feel that sort of like, I don't know, disenfranchised from your family or whatever. Yeah. To get to that point where you can watch your dad die in front of you. Right? Yeah. Or lay yeah, with I your girlfriend little... next to your dead mom, even though he's uncomfortable with that, but not so much where he doesn't <laughs> want her dead. Yeah, I was a little disappointed to learn that they they were insiders in in this. Yeah, do you think it would be scarier? I know we're not on the scare factor, but like, do you think the monster would be scarier if it was just See, random? I think that's kind of like the classic idea of a home invasion, like with the strangers. Um, mm-hmm. It, it is just random, and they ask, like, in, in kind of the famous scene from that, they ask, why are you doing this? And one of the intruders says, because you're home. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's scary. because scarier. you You are home. Like, you're home all the time by mm-hmm. yourself. Um, whereas, like, am I worried about, like, my brother killing our family to get our inheritance? Not really. Yeah. Well, I think there's more. I think it it does do that with the greed. That's sort of like the core to the plot. But I think that the movie does still play on that outsider thing. I mean, a lot of the camera moves in the beginning are the through the window shots. Yeah. The the, the scary sort of outsider. And and I think that the fear of the outsider, um, is you know prevalent in this movie. And then I think that goes to the next level at the end when it's you know um what's her main character's name what's her name uh Uh, aaron aaron when aaron does become like a psycho killer and it's sort of that fear she she knew that was in there but you know nobody else knew so it's like that that the power within i i also like evil how kind of at the end we get a sort of night of the living dead i've read that <laughs> term, yeah where a, uh, a cop shoots aaron because i mean obviously she's stabbing um crispin so it looks like she's yeah. the killer um it makes sense but then also that cop dies which 
kind of muddies Aaron's character because she's responsible for the death of a police officer now. Right. It's like an unintended consequence. My, my read on that, like the second time, was that the, the movie presents a lot of sort of like male, I'm going to fix it. Whether that's like, I'm going to fix our money problem, or I'm going to like go out and save the day, or a guy's going to run out and call the cops and be the brave one to run mm-hmm. outside. And that last cop thing is the same thing. The, the male cop with the mustache is going to run in and save the day from the mad, crazy killer, and then he still doesn't win. So guys do not win in this movie. Yeah. Female wins in this movie. And she does it over and over again. Because she was raised in a survival stand. <laughs> no, but I, I like that. I like that read of it. It makes a lot of sense. Is it like the guy can't win? Mm-hmm. Which I, that's part of like going back to what you're saying with production. I feel like is what feels fresh about it. Is you know every and, and also like Crispin is treating her like mm-hmm. the like stereotypical scared female in one of these movies. Like, yeah. No, no, I'll protect you. Nope. And it turns all of it on its head. Yeah. So I'm not sure about this one. Um, because there are things that I, I like about it. Like, I like that read on it. But then we also have the kind of whole family inheritance, brothers kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think that meets a requirement work for depth. For me. I don't think that works for depth. And I don't think that... Because they're just like mercenaries, right? They seem to be ex-military, these guys. Oh, like they're guys. friends or the, the ones hired the help mask, or that, whatever. Yeah. That's um, all we get. There's not much depth on why these guys are okay with doing it other than, mm-hmm. once again, just greed. Yeah. And that's... Again, I, I don't mind having like ambiguous characters, but I feel like this just doesn't... Yeah. It's, it's not those... The hired help that I'm, I have the problem with. It's really more the brothers. Yeah. Because they would have to be like sociopaths in order to do this mm-hmm. or have a really good reason like why they hate their family or something. And it's just, those characters are just not developed enough. Yeah. I feel like, yes, especially, especially Crispin. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if this category was called hero quality, I'd say, oh. woohoo! I'd give it a point. Great but, hero, yeah. Yeah. Monster quality, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Uh, if I could Which give is it weird. You a half usually point, can, I would. I know, I know, me too. I I don't think I can give it a point either. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like we, we really try to dig usually for monsters. Um, and this one's this one's tough. Again, it's just that, that characterization, I think, is a fatal flaw. Maybe it's like, maybe too, like we were saying, with, with our hero, with Aaron, she's sort of like the sleeper cell in there. And I think there's this whole, this may r- relate to monsters, but there's this whole like predator-prey thing going on, mm-hmm. especially with the masks. Like there's what, a, a bear mask, a wolf mask, and a sheep mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's there. I'd probably have to watch it again to read more into it, but it's a hard time like getting the depth that we've seen in other mm-hmm. other movies like this. So yeah, I don't think I can give it a point either. Okay. Still contender, I feel like for honorable mention. Well, depending the next on the category. Factor. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, film has a clear intent to scare and must be successful in that objective from beginning to end. Does it have scare factor? I think it does. There's lots of, um, again, the outside creeper stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, hide, lots of hiding behind doors. I think there's a lot of tension for, uh, you know, the survival. And I'm trying to remember back to watching it the first time, like, how soon did I figure out that Crispin was in on it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it took me a little bit. I don't know, but I remember right away, I mean, after watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, there's like the under the bed stuff, like the somebody's in your house, I don't know who it is, and maybe there's multiple people. I feel like mm-hmm. that's constant through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely has a great suspense factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that runs through. And um with movies like um don't breathe mm-hmm. like that that kind of reminds me of it um mm-hmm. because you have things things set up early on mm-hmm. that come back later mm-hmm. and this movie does it as well to a certain degree with certain things like mm-hmm. the rig door mm-hmm. um and so i like that about it um it's it's well crafted. Um, yeah, I, I really like how some of the violence is left to your imagination. Um, the blender scene, especially, is pretty <laughs> memorable. I feel like yeah, the the gore in this, and we didn't mention this so much in special effects, but the special effects like the slit throats and stuff, the razor wire outside the door, which is goofy. But then, like, watching her, like, bleed out was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And the dad's throat gets slit, and he's, like, coughing. And, like, the gore part of this movie is... Watching the people, yeah. Because they they very rarely die right away. Right. There there is suffering involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the brother who gets, like, an arrow, and he has, like... An arrow on his back for half the movie. I thought at that part, watching the second time, this is what made me think it was like like Clue or um, what's the? It's like Murder on the Orient, Orient Express. Express, like yeah. that kind of thing where it's like I wanted the lights to shut off for a second and then the lights come on and he's got an arrow in his head. Like that's kind of how it feels like it escalates. Yeah, having Ty West at the beginning get an arrow in the yeah. head was a really nice touch. Like I said, I think. They do a good job surprising you because they've seen so many of these movies. They know the normal tricks. Yeah. And so nothing here feels cheap. Nope. And and one part of that, something that sticks out for me, is like the weapon choice and the kill choice that we were talking before. Um, All of the guys, kind of back to like hero quality, um, all the guys have shiny, sharp, pointy objects that they try to stab. Right, mm-hmm. and then she continually goes for the blunt objects to kind of just strike down their sharp objects, mm-hmm. and I love it. She has she has an armful of knives, mm-hmm. right? She drops them, and then she grabs for a weapon. And what does she get? She gets the meat tenderizer hammer, <laughs> <laughs> but not one of the like uh-huh. the the knives. Yeah, and she grabs a log at one point. Mm-hmm. It's just always these blunt objects. The blender, yeah, of course. <laughs> the guy at the end, Crispin, or. Is it Crispin at the end who has yeah. the little switchblade? No, it's the other brother. Oh, uh-huh. Right? Uh, Felix. Yeah. Yeah. If if the if the killer's weapon is supposed to 
<laughs> be connected to the masculinity symbolically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be a phallus. So he's got this little bitty <laughs> switchblade, and she stabs it in his girlfriend's head. Uh-huh. Love it. Yeah. So uh, I want to give it a point. I, I think this is a fun movie, although I do agree with you. And you mentioned Don't Breathe. The monster quality in this does not stand up to something like Don't Breathe. Right. The monster's so right. good in that movie. Yeah. And so that seems to be the, the main weakness of the movie. Um, I'm going to give it a point, too, for Scare Factor. So what do you think? Should it make its way into honorable mention? I think it's in there. Like, I think it should be because I think it's such a fresh, fresh take of those home invasion movies. And it made me want to watch other ones. To see how it stacks up. It's a, re- it's hard to explain exactly why this is, but it's such a likable movie. I know. <laughs> Chris, Kristen loved it. Yeah. There's just something about it. Maybe it's just, <clears throat> you know, the the knowledge that it is a fan, you know, who, who made this and that comes through in the movie. But it's just a very likable, enjoyable movie yeah. that I think... You know, whether you're the uninitiated or an experienced horror fan, I think there's something in there for everyone. Yeah, uh, speaking of the uninitiated, I think this would be a good starter mm-hmm. for for Home Invasion. Because there is yeah. some, and, and like we are talking about with the intro, there is an element of, of fun to it. I would even say the ending. That's why I love the ending of this movie. It's it's like you said, it's that callback to Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... <laughs> Nobody wins. Yeah. And then you do notice in the credits, it's sort of like the kill scenes. Yeah, uh, it is. As photographs. Like and there's a, yeah, there's a headline that says, um, like, Aaron so-and-so suspect in mm-hmm. whatever on the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. It just, all throughout it's, the whole movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like mom in the bedroom with uh-huh. an axe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Okay, so that's it for your next, uh, another one for honorable mention. Um, let's move on now to Z. Z is for Zombie, released in 1979, directed by Lucio Fulci, uh, written by Elisa Briganti, starring Tisa Farrow as Anne, uh, Ian McCullough as Peter, and Richard Johnson as Dr. Menard. What do you think, production? Well, I think one characteristic of the production that stands out may, like, irritate people, um, which is classic we've already seen with doing, like, Cat in the Brain, is the overdub of oh. the, some English-speaking actors and some Italian-speaking actors, yeah. so the mouths don't always match up. Yeah, you're going to uh, have to... Some people to... get annoyed, but I I kind of expected that. Yeah, you're just going to have to live with it. What was the other? Suspira? Mm-hmm. I think we... Yeah, yeah that did It's too. like that, too. Um, yeah. but, but I was okay with it. Uh huh. Um, this movie is just for some trivia. This movie was released in Italy as Zombie Two, which was sort of a fake sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it has no relationship with Dawn of the Dead, other than it's a zombie movie. But they kind of sold it as that. Yeah, the the Italians wanted to market it as uh-huh. a sequel, and apparently, Fulci. It had nothing to do with that. He just wanted to make a zombie movie, yeah. and then they did that after the fact. And, and I saw there too that um, a lot of those New York shots they did after the fact. Okay, yeah, it was supposed it was supposed to just be on that island. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like where it gets into Dawn of the Dead territory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of it just takes place on this island in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and it has 
nothing to do with <laughs> with Romero's series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this is kind of a more classic take on zombies, right? With voodoo and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, and I think to to go along with that, it's it's drawing off of things like um, like White Zombie, like Voodoo Island, uh, like The Walking Dead, not the TV show, but the movie. Um, where it's tapping into those like Haitian roots, mm-hmm. you, you notice too. Uh, I think I read this looking at it is that you watch this movie, n- n- almost none of the zombies have their eyes open. Mm. Uh, all of them either have their eyes either gouged out or yeah. like or closed, which is a feature of sort of this voodoo zombie instead of this like mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, yeah, uh, zombie. And the idea that they're under somebody else's control mm-hmm. and not sort of just mindless. Uh, yeah. animals um so what do you think about that like as a zombie as a zombie movie production? i liked it i mean it's it's a very traditional take i mean if you watch you know old tales from the crypt episodes you're gonna see a lot of stuff that looks like this um mm-hmm. but it was still fun i mean it is very different now than mm-hmm. you know zombie movies today are um are just very different but uh I liked it. I liked how the opening was very like Nosferatu S, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, with the empty boat. Um, and then so you, you do get this threat, you know, by the end, they're all walking on, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the bridge. Um, so the connection to the city is in the larger world mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Um, I mean, this movie is just it's a blast to watch i think it's so fun and it's like speaking of the writing of that the idea of connecting it to like the voodoo zombie the idea that the zombie um is there the zombie invasion is like an invasion an invasive culture almost Mm -hmm. it's just like consumed and being consumed yeah um I, i really like that take on it a little bit more so than just the hey it's a virus yeah um I like that mystique a little bit more. Uh, I feel like a lot of parts in the production of this movie are classic. I mean, let's talk about the shark scene. Okay, this scene. I would amazing. I would tell somebody to watch this movie just for that. Yeah, it's a real shark. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. I know, and it's unbelievable <laughs> watching this actor swim around dressed with this shark, zombie. dressed as a zombie, yeah. <laughs> and that's. And that's like the brilliance of that scene, like having the zombie is because like, you know, all the makeup in this is just, it's, it's very stylized, very over but the it's top. Fantastic. I mean, blood is like bright red. Yeah. Um, but in the, the shark scene, because he's underwater, it just looks like, like rotting flesh from, you know, that's been waterlogged and it's so, it's so great. Yeah. The special effects in this movie are awesome. Yeah. Every, uh, like we were kind of talking about before with your next, the, the difference in this, and this is told with Fulci style, like he's going to zoom in mm-hmm. and show you <laughs> the gore as close as possible, as slow as possible. Yeah. And every bite, every mm-hmm. stab, every punch to the shark <laughs> yeah. is happening right there in your face. So there's lots of those like zooms mm-hmm. uh, and stills on people. It's a delight. But like this, the shark scene it kind of stands outside of the movie even like you could yeah. just show them this five minutes and it's great. You don't need to know anything mm-hmm. else about the movie. You have this woman who's like 
practically naked. There's a lot of gratuitous nudity in this movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. This, I mean, this is like B-movie exploitation. Like, this is it. Oh, and that's the thing. Everything about this movie is exploitation. So, like, the, the nudity is, the violence is, the gore is. Yeah. Um, and so she's swimming around, um, and a shark comes up, and... Um, and, and then a zombie appears. And so the, the woman is able to get away. Well, they're off the coast of the zombie island. Yeah. And, and so it just leaves the zombie to fight the shark. And it is zombie versus shark. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And that's one of the themes I feel like comes out in this movie is it's all about survival. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of interesting, like the connection to your next. It's sort of that same group survival um of this this new predator and then you have that scene of like the ultimate predator of the sea yeah. <laughs> fighting the and zombie. It just, you've just never seen anything like it nope it's so absurd guarantee but so great like I, I i didn't i i've seen like when we saw the cover of this movie before we watched it, i was like oh i've seen that place yeah. i've never seen this movie i had no idea that that scene was coming okay <laughs> <laughs> i didn't read about it before i was just uh-huh. like is this really happening and then i had to look and see oh are they just cutting it no they're in the water with the shark yeah it's awesome it's great um so yeah i mean Yes, it's a cheesy B-movie, but I think this earns a point in production. I think it does, just for the special effects. Yeah, because that that's the highlight. Of, that's why people watch the movie. Yep. You know, they want to see the gore. They want to mm-hmm. see the effects. And there's this obsession with the eyes in this movie. He's yes. constantly zooming in people's eyes, especially before another great scene, uh, which is when the, um, I guess she's like the assistant, right? Like the lab assistant who gets the zombie and then gets stabbed in the eye yes. with a piece, like a shard of wood. It is splinter gruesome. Of it. And it shows all of it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Because I think 99 out of 100 other movies would cut away at that point. But this mm-hmm. movie shows it and it just all looks like it. popping a grape. It's so, yeah. it's so disturbing. Uh-uh. It's done so well. Yeah. And... <laughs> The, <laughs> I feel like the best part of this movie is that when you boil it down, um, there's like 15 to 17 minutes left in the movie, and that's when the classic zombie scenario shows mm. up. Everybody's got a shot, shotgun, yeah. they got Molotov cocktails, their short shirts are torn and bloodied, yeah. and they're a group inside a house mm-hmm. fighting off the horde of zombies. The last 15 minutes, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes the whole time to get there. <laughs> oh, it's insane. Yeah, so uh, monster quality. We we've already talked about our zombies here and yeah. how they're different. Um, like what you said about like consuming culture and everything. Like, there's definitely. It's hard to say how intentional it was, but like this movie definitely is about racism on some level. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you have care. You have characters who. Uh, you know, are coming to this island, and I mean, he's performing experiments on them. Yes, on the people of the island. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, so it just it goes back to you know uh, hundreds cent- centuries of colonialism mm-hmm. and racist practices for like the advancement of medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's I mean that's a monster mm-hmm. you know into itself definitely I, I, I feel that I, the, the doctor himself is is a monster I mean he has to so when we we talked before about the first scene where you you see him you know blowing the brains out of the person yeah. under the white sheet it that scene repeats itself but it's you presume it's a different person under mm-hmm. the sheet it's just to show how sadistic this guy is he has to do that day in and day out and mm-hmm. like, oh they're rising again yeah. boom and yeah just you know having mass graves um mm-hmm. it's it's all just very um just very much about colonialism mm-hmm. um and the horrors of that yeah and he can't uh i mean he can't he's trying to understand the driving force behind this phenomenon but he's he's an outsider he can't yeah. do it he can't understand this sort of like cultural phenomenon which voodoo mm-hmm. is right um so i i just i love that part of it and i feel like as cheesy as parts of this movie is it has that real depth in the story well and that's something that is lost when the zombies become like a virus outbreak right you know in 28 days later or something which isn't to say that that doesn't have depth but this is just different yeah it's different um it's yeah it's nice it makes me want to watch i saw influences cited like i said before voodoo island and the walking dead i haven't seen those and i'd like to see this yeah i haven't either um they're from i think it was from the 40s oh yeah yeah it's like white zombie era kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah i I want to give it a point i'm gonna give it a point too yeah what about scare factor (laughs) it's a load of fun it's not terribly scary scary. i mean there are gruesome moments like i love when um they have like worms in like the yeah. rotting eyes and mouths. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. Um, it's Chop off the top gross. of the skulls. Yeah. And again, that eye scene is just completely memorable and icky. Um, but those are those are moments. It's 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 what you would expect from Fulci. Yeah. And so if you're already a fan of Jalo and and him as a director, like you're gonna love this movie. Is it scary? Not yeah. really. Very stylized. Do you think, do you think for audiences, <clears throat> let's see, that this was 79? Mm-hmm. Do you think audiences then were scared, or was it more the sensationalism of the, of the gore? Yeah, I like, think that was... Are they scared was... of zombies, or are they scared of the gore? Yeah, I think everything was just kind of in service of, of creating these gory effects. Yeah. I think that is like ultimately kind of the purpose of the movie and why people would go see the movie yeah and it's worth it it works yeah if we if we had a category it was like gratuitous or exploitation factor yeah to be off the charts oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um but, oh man this movie is a lot of fun i that's why i like i can't give it a point for scare factor but i also want to put this one in the honorable mention yeah absolutely uh, i can't believe i can't believe i hadn't seen this movie before <laughs> it feels like you know one of the great zombie movies it does i would put it uh, yes i would put it on the list yeah so whew. <laughs> okay well now we know our abcs now <laughs> next time won't you watch with me next time won't you die with oh. me and that actually brings us to our next theme is it's decades of death death death, death. <laughs> 
we're keeping with the academic theme and we're going to be going through the decades of the last 50 or 60 years or so yep. um spending about a month on each decade um starting with the 1960s um however before we get to the decades of death we must we must purge ourselves <laughs> of of the ABCs. Of the ABCs, yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to we're we're going to look at society. It's gonna be an American cleanse. Yes. Societal cleanse. Yes. We're gonna stick it to the man and <laughs> watch the first purge and then also the nineteen eighty nine movie Society. So we're gonna be looking at all branches of American society and you know the one percent and all <laughs> all that good stuff we're sticking it to the man next time yep and we'll uh we'll be sure to post other uh lists of the episodes when we start the decades of death if you have any suggestions for um movies we should watch during a particular decade please post them in the comments um otherwise check out more episodes on unoyasolstice.com e-u-n-o-i-a-s-o-l-s-t-i-c-e.com follow us at the underscore terror underscore test. Pencils down, the terror test is over. <laughs> <laughs>